0: Welcome to The Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP, 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 220. Today's topic is Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal, Part 21. The Climate Report is a daily radio show and podcast that asks the question, WTF? Who's running the world? Who's controlling the world? Who's calling the shots in this world, and why do they want to ruin it for the rest of us? Why do they want to ruin the world ecologically and economically uh, for everybody, including their own children, themselves and their children? Nobody wants to live in the type of world that we're creating. Nobody wants to live in the world with vast inequality between the very rich and the very poor. Nobody wants that. So, who's running the world? Who's calling the shots? And why are they willing to ruin it for everybody, including themselves and their own children? The Climate Report is a thorough examination of how to solve the problem of climate change. It is also your definitive source for information and analysis related to the Green New Deal. So, please email info at theclimatereport.net. If you have any questions, related to the Green New Deal. On the Climate Report, we question everything we've ever been taught about American politics, American government, American history, American economic system, the American system. We also uh, question everything we've been taught about American culture, American exceptionalism, etc., Now, there are people who might hear what I'm saying and hear my tone of voice and say, you're anti-American. To which I respond, those people are authoritarians and they know nothing about what Thomas Jefferson said when he said the greatest form of patriotism is dissent. Dissent is the greatest form of patriotism. I love my country. It's the scoundrels that wrap themselves in the flag and pretend to be speaking for America that we all need to get rid of. Not physically, but they need to not be in charge anymore. The views expressed on this show are those of the speaker and no one else. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. So what we're doing is talking about Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. So the Green New Deal originally was promulgated by the Green Party in 2008. And it harkens back to the New Deal in the 1930s when there had been a huge depression and uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt under pressure from the people and pressure from the unions like the CIO, the Congress of Industrial Organization, He uh, said, "Mm, we need a new deal. So what we need now is a green new deal. We need to respond to our ecological situation and our economic situation as if it is an emergency because it is. Uh, So Bernie Sanders has a green new deal. There's also been a green new deal put forth by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. In the House of Representatives. So there was a Green New Deal by the Green Party and then AOC's Green New Deal in early 2019. And then Bernie Sanders Green New Deal, which was put forth in August of 2019. So we're about halfway through Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal, and I'm reading through something that has to do with policy. Do not fall asleep. Do not get bored. We need to take over policy. The people need to be in charge of policy. Not not that everybody has the same gifts or interests, but people need to be in charge of policy because we can no longer leave policy to the politicians. If your congressperson or your senator were to, were to say, i'm not going to pay attention to the corporate donors anymore i'm going to do whatever you tell me to do what would you tell them to do as a people don't we need to know what we want our elected leaders to do in order to know what we want our elected leaders to do we need to study policy we also need to know that the majority of people are on the side of, of a progressive agenda. There's a supermajority of people in favor of a progressive agenda. So a progressive agenda includes Medicare for all. It includes end mass incarceration, end the prison industrial complex, end the slave labor that goes on in our prisons. It, the, uh, there's a supermajority in favor of a Green New Deal. There's a supermajority that wants the government to address uh, climate change. There's a supermajority that says war should be a last resort instead of what it actually is, it is a first resort. So if you think like that, there are a lot of people on your side. There's a majority on your side. There's even a supermajority of something on the order of two-thirds on your Side, But we need to know what that agenda is. We need to know what the people's agenda is. And that means studying policy, not in a way that's wonkish or overly detailed. But we need to know what are the policy proposals that the people are in favor for, in favor of, and Washington, D.C. is not delivering to us. Even the Democrats are not working in favor of the people. You would think the Democrats would work in favor of the people, but sadly, they're not. They want you to believe that they are the party of the people, but when was the last time they came out in favor of any of the things that I just named? The truth is the Democratic leadership is bought and paid for, just like the Republicans are. There's maybe 5% of the people in Congress that are, in, that are actually being leaders and actually going to bat for the people. So you have people like Nancy Pelosi is bought and paid for. John Yarmouth is bought and paid for. Of course, you know, we know Republicans are bought and paid for, but the Democrats want you to think that they are the resistance. They are the alternative party. So you have Chuck Schumer is bought and paid for. Joe Biden is bought and paid for. Pete Buttigieg is bought and paid for. These people are not going to do the will of the people. They're going to do the will of their corporate donors. So let's get into Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. Where we were is in a a section called um, Ending the Greed of the Fossil Fuel Industry and Hold Them Accountable. So we're going to end the greed of the fossil fuel industry and hold them accountable. And it says, as president, Bernie will. Now, this is not an endorsement of Bernie Sanders. Uh, I like Bernie Sanders, but it's not an endorsement of Bernie Sanders Uh, We cover Bernie's policies, and we cover the uh, Green Party policies, and we cover the platforms of the Democratic Party, the platform of the Republican Party. Uh, It's not about endorsing any particular candidate, because guess what? Politics is not a spectator sport. The powers that be want you to think that politics is a spectator sport. You pick a team and you root for your team. But politics, if it's anything, and if it's going to work for the people, needs to be a sport where we roll up our sleeves and get involved. So it says here, as President Bernie will, make the fossil fuel industry pay for their pollution by uh, three, three ways. Taxes, penalties, and requiring them to repair Fossil fuel infrastructure. So we're on about letter F or G. Let me quickly read through the ones that we've covered already. Letter A make the fossil fuel industry pay for their pollution. Letter B prosecute and sue the fossil fuel industry for the damage it has caused. Letter C create a national climate. Risk Report. Letter D. Implement sanctions for corporations that violate our domestic climate goals. Letter E. End fossil fuel subsidies. Letter F. Keep fossil fuels on public lands in the ground. Letter G. Ban offshore drilling. Letter H. End all new federal fossil fuel infrastructure permits. Letter I. Require fossil fuel corporations to repair uh, leaking infrastructure, including natural gas and oil pipelines and drilling sites. Letter J, clean up old and abandoned fossil fuel infrastructure. So Bernie uh, says in his Green New Deal that he is going to require the fossil fuel companies to clean up their act, to pay taxes, to pay penalties, etc. It is only just, it is only fair, it is only right. Here's Why? Because the fossil fuel companies, according to the Off Fossil Fuel Act by Tulsi Gabbard, the top five oil companies have collectively made $1 trillion of profits in the last 10 years. Every penny of that $1 trillion in profits is ill-gotten gain. It's a result of theft, It is a result of them stealing what is ours. What we should be entitled to is a future. The oil companies are in the process of stealing our future. Every penny of profit they make while stealing our future is not theirs to keep. It is ours to take back. So let's move on through this letter K L M N O P, Q. Uh, Letter K, we're going to ban fracking and mountaintop removal coal mining. Now, fracking is called, is short for hydraulic fracturing. It's where they pump a lot of water into the ground, pump water that we don't have, pump it into the ground, create a little explosion, and that releases natural gas and oil, and then they suck it out of the ground. Fracking is hugely damaging. It should be banned worldwide, it, some counties and some states in the United States have banned fracking. Some countries in the world have banned fracking. It should be banned worldwide. And Bernie is saying we're going to ban fracking. It's it now. And when companies frack, they are stealing from us. We have to understand that when they make profits, they are those profits are a result of theft. Theft of our clean water, theft of our clean air, theft of our uh, future because they're pouring all this carbon into the atmosphere. Theft of the wildlife, the bees and butterflies that we depend upon for our very survival on this earth. Just because somebody makes a profit does not mean that profit was earned. Even if they worked hard at it, sometimes people work really hard at stealing. And that's what's going on when uh, fossil fuel companies continue to do what they do. They must be shut down like yesterday. And we can get through this uh, if we have the, some. Pe- so some people might hear what I'm saying. Okay, shut them down like yesterday. Oh, that's going to cause the whole economy to collapse. Not if we do it in a way that's smart. We have the capability, we could have all of our electricity being taken care of through solar and wind, we could do that within three or four years if we set our minds to it. The question is whether we're going to set our minds to it, and the reason that we're not doing that is because the oil companies and the auto companies and the restaurant companies like McDonald's and, and the hardware stores like Home Depot are depending on this whole uh, rapacious economy. We need an economy that works for everybody, not just an economy that works for a privileged few. So we can make a quick transition to renewable energy, but we have to decide to, and you are not standing in the way, I am not standing in the way, the people that are standing in the way are the very few, very rich, very powerful, very privileged that Needs to change. So it says here fracking and mountaintop removal coal mining are two particularly harmful methods used to extract fossil fuels. They make surrounding communities less healthy and less safe. They must be immediately banned. I couldn't agree more. Mountaintop removal is another example of if a company makes profit off of mountaintop removal coal mining, they're, they're, all of their profits are theft. All of their revenues are a result of theft. They did not earn it. Even if they worked hard at it, does not mean they earned it. Just because you work hard at stealing something does not mean it's rightfully yours. Going on to the next item, letter L, ban imports and exports of fossil fuels. So every now and then you hear, I mean, you know, there's this buzzword, energy independence. You know, are we going to be independent of other countries? Well, some of that, Uh, who knows what people are really talking about but uh, a few years ago maybe within the trump administration uh, probably trump said okay we can export fossil fuels now so we're going to tear up we meaning a few rich very rich very privileged people are going to tear up our land for future generations they're going to tear up our land through fracking and through uh, mountaintop removal, coal mining, and regular drilling. And and they're going to export to other countries. Why? So So other countries can have cheap fuel. We need to draw an end to the era of cheap oil. We need to draw an end to the era of cheap natural gas. We need to draw an end to the era of cheap coal. We do not need coal, oil, or natural gas to create jobs. In fact, we can create a great many more jobs through renewable energy. We can create a great many more jobs by implementing solar power, wind power, state-of-the-art electric grid, mass transit, uh, a large-scale building energy efficiency, home energy efficiency, commercial building energy efficiency, government building energy efficiency, those things create a great deal more jobs than fossil fuels. Fossil fuels don't create very many jobs. They do create a lot of profits, but that's just because of exploitation of the environment and exploitation of the labor, of labor. We need to draw an end to the era in history where people can make lots and lots and lots and lots of profit by exploiting nature. We need to draw an end to that period of history where people can make lots and lots and lots and lots of money by exploiting labor by paying them as little as possible by exposing them to all kinds of toxins by creating a situation where uh, poor people live about 15 years on average 15 years less than rich people we need to bring an end to the to people concentrating wealth Concentrating power by the exploitation of nature and the exploitation of labor and the exploitation of government services and and the government treasury. So we're going to ban imports and exports of fossil fuels. Says here Congress's decision in 2015... To lift the ban on exporting fossil fuels was a mistake. Why, in 2015, did Congress lift the ban on exporting fossil fuels? I wonder how John Yarmuth voted on that. Did he vote for it? He probably did. Uh, I would like to hear from anybody who has information on that. Uh, 2015, Congress' decision in 2015 to lift the ban on exporting fossil fuels was a mistake. We must no longer export any fossil fuels. Our coal and natural gas are contributing to increased emissions abroad. We will also end the importation of fossil fuels to end incentives for extraction around the world. We can meet our energy needs and ensure energy security and independence without these imports. So we don't have to import and export fossil fuels. That's taking the whole enterprise and putting it on steroids. To the extent that there's any drilling, it should not be, uh, it should not be exported. And we should end the import Of oil. We should draw an end to the period of cheap energy. Of course, in order to do that, we need to make sure that the impact of that decision does not fall disproportionately upon the people who can least afford to bear the burden. That's why we need. Things like unionized jobs. We need a. Some people think we need a federal jobs guarantee. I'm not so sure about that. Even though I would support it because I think it's better than what we have now, uh, which is you know unemployment for no particular reason. But we uh, need a universal basic income. If we had a universal basic income, then it would be much less problematic to make policy changes that might have an impact. But if you're getting $1,000 a month or $30,000 a year just because you breathe air, That is a good thing. Believe me, that's a good thing. It's another conversation. No time to go into that. Universal basic income is a very good thing. It is also completely justified because we have a system that systematically takes money from the poor and gives it to the rich. We have a system that systematically takes money and opportunity from the middle class and gives it to the rich. That's how our system works. So it is, it it is good and right and justified and moral to give people a universal basic income that eliminates poverty. We need to freaking eliminate poverty. We have the wealth, we just don't have the will. Actually, we, you and I, have the will, but we've been led down the path by people who uh, have told us lies about how things really work. Let's go on to letter M. We're going to divest federal pensions from fossil fuels. So what do we mean by divestment? We mean not we mean selling off stocks. If you happen to own fossil fuel stocks and you intentionally sell them off because they are fossil fuel stocks, then you are divesting from those stocks. And the same is true for any institution like a university or a government entity that might have those stocks in its pension fund so that it can you know fund people's pensions etc so it says here that we are going to divest federal pensions from fossil fuels in other words federal pensions will no longer own uh, shares of shell or chevron or ExxonMobil. No more fossil fuel stocks. So it says federal employees' pensions are currently invested in fossil fuels. That puts their pensions at risk. The federal government must protect and grow those pensions by instead investing in the clean energy economy. So all I have to say is that divestment is a good thing because when we start to divest from fossil fuel stocks on a large scale, then the value of those stocks is going to go down and those companies are going to have less power than they did before. Plus, you don't want to be heavily invested in stocks that are going down. So the time is now. To sell off those stocks while they still have some value and then let other people suffer the, you know, people that are, I don't know, I don't want to sound like I'm against anybody, but it is time for government and for universities to divest from fossil fuel stocks. Letter N, we are going to pressure financial institutions, universities, insurance corporations, and large institutional investors still invested in or insuring fossil fuels to transition those investments to clean energy bonds through executive action. So how do you pressure financial institutions, universities, etc.? Uh, well, for one thing, the government has a huge amount of power when it comes to procurement. If you have a company that um, that provides any services at all to the federal government, then the federal government has the right to say, we are only going to do business with companies that do not own fossil fuel stocks. It's a huge amount of power that does not even require Congress. And at any president... Clinton could have done this, Bush could have done this, Obama could have done this, Uh, uh, Trump could do this. Any president has the executive power to say the executive branch of government will not do business with companies that are invested in fossil fuels. And that would be a huge blow to the power of the fossil fuel companies. And we need to do that We need to take away their power. We have the power to do it. The powers that be, the media, the pundits, the politicians, want you to believe that you don't have any power. But there's a lot of leverage. So it says here, when we are in the White House, talking about Bernie and his people, when we are in the White House, we will establish new financial rules through the SEC, that's the Securities and Exchange Commission, Uh, through the SEC and other regulatory agencies to pressure hedge funds, the insurance industry, and other large investors currently invested in fossil fuels to divest or pay for clean energy investments through clean energy bonds. We have seen a movement of activists force divestment from fossil fuel corporations, and we will support these movements in the White House. So a president that has the will can do a lot, even without Congress, we just need to get a, if we get a president. And I don't know who it could be, but Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders or a Green Party candidate. Those are your choices if you want to get somebody that is not bought by the oil companies. But if we could get a president that is not bought by oil companies, then that'll be the first time ever. There's, you know, all presidents have been bought by the oil companies Almost everybody in Congress has been bought by the oil companies. If we can get some elected leaders that are not bought by the oil companies, then there's a lot we can get done, and we can get it done fast. Let's go to the next item, letter O. Place a fee on imported carbon pollution intensive goods. So, (laughs) carbon pollution intensive goods. If you import something that uses a lot of carbon somewhere in the process then we're going to put a fee on that we need to transition to a localized economy anyway we need to practice localization we need to stop importing things from halfway around the world especially when you know you've got different factors you've got a carbon intensive transportation process and you've got a carbon intensive manufacturing process whenever you have lots and lots of carbon being put into manufacturing or transportation we can say there's going to be a fee we're not saying we're going to ban all imports but we're saying there is going to be a fee nothing could be more sensible We're almost out of time. Let's read through this one last paragraph, and then we're going to come back to it next time. It says here, we will make sure that goods sold in the U.S. are not able to undercut domestic manufacturing by placing a fee on the carbon intensity of those products under the World Trade Organization General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade, Article 20. This will not only prevent U.S. manufacturers from being incentivized to leave the United States, it will also provide extra revenue to boost clean domestic manufacturing. So this is talking about the trade deals. The trade deals, NAFTA, World Trade Organization, the permanent normal trade relations with China. These are disastrous for the American workforce and they're disastrous for the environment all over the world. And um you know bernie is saying there's a provision in the world trade in the world trade organization in article 20 that says hey we can put a fee on these things and that will be okay that this will be a first decisive step or at least this will be one decisive step toward getting rid of these disastrous trade deals that are of by and for the corporations they are not in any meaningful sense of, by, or for the people of the United States or the people of the world. That's all the time we have. Thank you for joining me. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, email info at climatereport.net. Have a great day.